Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am fired up and excited to have you here today to talk about our topic. We're actually going to be um, continuing a topic that we started last week. We were talking about mansplaining last week, and today we're going to be talking about man interrupting and we'll get into uh, in just a moment what those terms mean if you are not quite sure what they mean we're going to get into that all right so if you happen to have missed last week's show we were talking about mansplaining so and and, and other man hate words have these behaviors existed for a very long time of course, but now they have been given a negative connotation. Do women display some of these same same behaviors? Of course. <clears throat> okay. So, but of course, women are exempt from any unkind words. So, <laughs> you know, all this talk about sexism but it seems like the sexism is uh, only going the negative way uh, on behalf of men and not on behalf of women. And it's not equal at all. So I wanted to know how these topics and how these words that are in the current media today, how are they affecting you? Are you happy about it? Are you angry about it? Do you think they're unnecessary? Do you think they're necessary? Give us your opinion. You can call in at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. For those of you who would like to download my mobile app, you can do so on the iPhone and Android. Just go to the Men's Advocate Show, and it's going to be handy for you. And not only is the show available that you can listen live with One Touch Calling or you can also listen to my whole archive library on demand. So that's the Men's Advocate Show on the mobile app for your uh, enjoyment. We're also uh, available on SoundCloud and TuneIn. All right, so let's turn our attention to today's topic. We're talking about man-terrupting. Now, is this a new thing, or have men been encouraged to speak up and speak out for a long time? Is there a gender bias when it comes to speaking? So that's what we're going to delve in today to see if there is such a bias. All right? So... um, I brought this topic up because one of my uh, fans, one of my listeners, his name is Richie from Ireland. He says, Linda, you've got to define this term on your show, man-terrupting. And just like it sounds, it's a combination of the two words, man plus interrupting. So what I want to delve into today is whether or not it's encouraged, it's a learned behavior, or is it something that's inherent, that something simply that men do that women don't do. Um, I think all those things are true, by the way. I think uh, there is a lot of social encouragement for men to speak up. And the opposite is true. There's a lot of encouragement for when women to be demure. Of course, times are changing and everyone's trying to uh, put put their spin on what's going on with, with, with what's happening today. But, um, yeah, I think both, both elements are true. Uh, Richie also brought up an audio tape that you can Google uh, the YouTube CEO. Um, And it was analyzed by media analyst Mark Dice. And he says that the CEO of YouTube says that interrupting her is the equivalent of a sexist microaggression. Wow. Those are pretty strong words. And I listened to the tape myself. And the thing that completely turned me off, and it was like a four-minute speech on CNN, whatever, four-minute talk, I should say, on CNN, and the thing that completely turned me off is how she spoke. She speaks like an idiotic valley girl. Culture, you know, that's how she pronounces the word, culture. Um, Anyone who speaks like that, especially if you're a CEO, 
you are not going to be taken seriously, my friend. So in my view, it had nothing to do with her sex. It had nothing to do with her being a female. It was the way she speaks. (laughs) I'd be interrupting her, too. It's like, girl, get on with it. It's like, what are you talking about? So um, I'll post this on on my Facebook fan page, and you guys can have a chuckle and tell me what you think about culture, you know, the media culture. (laughs) Oh, boy. So crazy, right? All right. Let's uh, go on. So what is the definition of man-spreading? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm relating back to last week's show. We were talking a little bit about manspreading, and I had a thought, what is the definition? I mean, is it, uh, you know, a 20, he has his legs open 20 degrees, or maybe he has his legs open with a 90 degree spread uh, on the subway or train or public transportation? And does the amount of degrees matter if you're five foot eight versus being six foot two? Are you allowed more of a spread <laughs> the taller that you are? And for goodness sake, sakes, who is policing these kinds of things? I mean, is there some sort of man code going on or is it just a public awareness that you're just not supposed to spread your legs on public transportation pretty crazy right also with the word man spreading uh you know are are these are are there old school words that work just as well like controlling manipulating bossy nagging what do you think i mean it's like we have to redefine everything based on the feminine agenda All right, and then a couple of people brought to my attention um, man charging. Now, there is no such word at present, but if the feminists are going to add all these new words, I think we who are pro-men should add a bunch of new words. Um, Or more aptly, it should be called man surcharging. (laughs) All right, so... uh, Apparently, there are some restaurants that want to charge a 15% surcharge because, in general, men make more money. So, therefore, the little ladies should get a break. What do you think about that? Call me at 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. Now, how about ladies' night? Where chicks get in free, but men have to pay a cover. Let's say it's a club or a dance club or something like that. Um, I guess that they assume that the little ladies are cheap, which they are, and they're not making enough money, and that they're spending all their, their money on hair and makeup and clothing to look good, to look good for the men. So the men should pay the cover, but not the ladies. Again, what do you think about all that? You think that's fair? All right. So the word man-terrupting is a phrase used by feminists to try to turn the unpleasant but universal behavior of interrupting into a gender issue. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. You know, I think it's sort of men sort of do this interrupting But I think it's fake dominance to use that tactic. You know how I I say in my book, Mastering Women, which you can find on Amazon, in the e-book and the paper, uh, in the paper book, uh, can't talk today, paperback book, um, I call it fake confidence. Being cocky and arrogant also does work for the players, but it's not confidence for real. It's what I call fake confidence. Confidence. I liken that to this man-interrupting business. And I think one of the reasons why men do interrupt is because they're trying to assert their dominance. But when you look at it, just look at it this way. Sometimes a CEO will walk into a room and he just stays silent. He doesn't have to talk 
over the audience to get them to be quiet. He doesn't have to tap on the mic for the audience to be quiet. He just walks into the room, a picture like a Steve Jobs or somebody like that. He just walks into the room and everybody quiet uh, gets quiet. So that's when you know you have dominance for real. So when you have to resort to interrupting or mic tapping or whatever it is, I don't think the person is confident enough to have that behavior for real. Okay? All right. So I think another reason why men interrupt women and discredit women's accomplishments um, and usually they do so without any backlash from others is because it's socially, not only is it socially acceptable, but it's socially encouraged. And we're going to talk a, a, about a few studies that they uh, perform on school-age children and that the teachers actually do call on boys a lot more frequently than they call on girls. Even when they, when the girl probably does have the answer, they still call on boys more frequently. And I guess it's like this message that they're trying to get the, the guys to shape up because later in life, you know, he's going to have to be the financial breadwinner. So he's going to have to step up to the plate and the teachers call on the boys to get them to act, react, act, react in a quicker fashion, in a more sturdy fashion, so later in life that will come in handy. Whereas they don't use that same tactic with the with the female ch- school children. All right? So we're, we're going to talk a little bit um, more about these double standards. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the seven ways in which men interrupt women more often all right so stand by right after the break call us at 951-922-3532 951-922-3532 we'll catch you right back after the break Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Usually handled in four sessions or less realize the benefits now go to the men's advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way that's the men's slash coaching you've heard her on the men's advocate show with linda gross how can you help further from her facebook fan page of the same name hit the shop now button and save this link to your favorites make all your usual amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you no book purchase required just start with this link every time the men's advocate show with linda gross thanks you the men's advocate show with linda gross we will be discussing men's issues dating relationships sex women fitness health business men's hobbies men's rights and more she will be talking about excerpts from her men's book mastering women too google kmet advocate and save to your favorites every wednesday at 3 p.m pacific time we proudly rejoin our programming with the men's advocate show with your host linda gross on KMET 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I'm so fired up to have you here today. Call us on today's topic, man-terrupting, which is uh, men interrupting women. We're talking about this. Is it right? Is it encouraged? Is it, you know, does it, does it not make any sense? Have men been doing this all along? Uh, and while we're at it, have women been interrupters 
as well. So is it even a fair assessment? Is it even a fair term? And should it be labeled a, uh, a sexist term? Okay, so call us. Let us know what your thoughts on this are as we dive back into our man-terrupting topic. So um, there's a magazine that points out that studies have shown that women are interrupted more than men. So men account for 75% of speech during business meetings. Men dominate classrooms classroom discussions and men's tweets are even retweeted almost twice as much as those of female Twitter users. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into the seven ways men interrupt women more. Okay, so reason number one, women get interrupted more than men Uh, Both men and women interrupt women more often than they interrupt men. So it's not even a sexist thing. It's like both genders interrupt women more. Isn't that funny? But it's true, though. Um, According to a paper that was published earlier this year, the Journal of Language and Social Psychology uh, reports that two researchers at the George Washington University um, did an experiment where they put 20 women and 20 men in pairs, and they recorded and transcribed their conversations. What was the result? Well, over the course of each three-minute conversation, women interrupted men just once, on average, but interrupted other women 2.8 times. Now, when we looked at the men, the men interrupted their male conversation partner twice, on average, but interrupted the women 2.6 times as much. So there is a gender bias situation going on. Okay, Um, number two, men interrupt women to assert power. Mm -hmm. Not all interruptions are the same. Sometimes we interrupt people to be encouraging about what they are saying. So let's look at an analysis of 43 studies by two researchers at the University of California at Santa Cruz who found that men were more likely to interrupt women with the intent to, ins- to assert dominance into the conversation, meaning that men were interrupting to take over the conversation floor. In mixed groups, rather than on a one-on-one conversation, men interrupted even more frequently. So among the same sex, not so much, but if it's a mixed group or more than just a one-on-one conversation, men are at it even more. And like I was saying a moment ago, I think a lot of this training occurs in a classroom setting when they're in second grade, third third grade and the teacher and the teacher it doesn't matter what gender they are the teachers seem to call on the young boys uh, at a much higher frequency like two to three times as much they call on the young boys than they do the girls so obviously guys get a lot of practice at it by the time they're in their adult years by the time they're in the workforce they've had a lot of practice just jumping in you know they're encouraged to take that risk and to know it all and to have the answer and so on and so forth and all that encouragement definitely pays off later and at the end of the day it most likely pays off with regard to financial reward because um, as we talked uh, with my guest from a couple of months ago Warren Farrell men are much more likely to go to their employers and say I need a raise here is how I have performed over the past year. I accomplished, you know, this task and task number one, two, three, and four, and I brought in X amount of dollars to the company, so therefore I think I deserve a raise because of my accomplishments. Men are much more likely to um, negotiate their salary, and again, it has to do with, You're always on the ready. You're always taking a risk, and you always have the answer. I mean, that's just how young men are raised. They're raised from age four on to do it that way. So women 
have come really late into the game. And if they're going to get that same kind of exposure and training, they kind of have to do it on their own because there isn't a social platform for young girls to, to learn all of that. So, yeah, I agree. Okay, let's go on to number three. Men dominate conversations during professional meetings. At a study by Brigham Young University and Princeton, researchers in 2012 showed that women spoke only 25% of the time in professional meetings. Wow, 25% of the time, meaning that men took up the remaining 75% of the average meeting. My, oh, my. So the study also found that when women were left out of the conversation, it was harder for them to have an effect on decisions and discussions during majority votes on issues. So this comes into play, like, let's say you have a board of directors or let's say you have to do Uh, something by consensus, if you're not speaking up during the meeting, that's going to have a negative impact on how the final vote of whatever the topic is. Um, Your input wasn't heard. You didn't make, you know, clear statements or state your point or why the vote should go this way or that way. So you are just... Not discriminated, that's not the right word, but it will impact not only the discussion during the meeting, but the aftermath, like if you have to have, if, if, if the meeting has to come to some sort of vote. So that's a very important thing. And I want the guys to be listening to these studies, too, because by learning these techniques, you know, maybe you're not in a boardroom situation, but the techniques are the same. So when you're trying to deal with your sales boss or you're trying to deal with your manager, it's the same type of thinking. So if you're asking for a raise at the end of the year, but you haven't had any input to show for it during the year, that's going to have a negative impact. So the more vocal you are, the more you bring to the table, the more you take that risk, the more you're clear and have clearly defined ideas and presentations, that's going to affect whether you get the raise, it's going to affect whether you get the promotion, it's going to affect whether or not your employer sees you um, as a worthy employee to promote further. Makes sense, right? I mean, so... Um, yes, I'm talking about manterrupting, but use some of these skills in your daily life because lack of doing so is going to have a negative financial impact on your bottom line. Okay. Um, all right, let's take a, a quick uh, break. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Uh, call us at 951 951- 922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We're going to talk about how men and boys dominate conversations in the classroom. We'll catch you right back after the break. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company. Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming summer 2017. Henson Brewing Company. guys you've heard her on the men's advocate show linda gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself check out linda's book mastering women real truth about women that'll change your life forever linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want to keep her in four easy steps these proven techniques will make women just melt Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. 
you don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases. Some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. So happy to have you here today. Call us on today's topic. We're talking about man-terrupting. You can call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. Oh, I was just uh, informed by one of our listeners, Brett from Sacramento. He wanted to let us know about another double standard, standard for purchases. He says that there is a gun store up in his area uh, who advertises that for an additional $5 that the gun store owner will provide you a receipt that matches what you told your wife that you bought this gun for. So <laughs> that's a funny one. It's like, why is that a double standard? It's like, you know, she goes out and she buys her fancy purse or she buys her fancy uh, shoes and, you know, they might cost anywhere between 500 and $1,000 and she doesn't have to do mother may I with you. Yet when you want to go buy a gun... Um, that's not allowed because, you know, women, for, for the most part, they don't like guns. You know, guns kill people. So, you know, they they don't want you to buy a gun or, you know, fill in the blanks. It could be anything. They, they don't want you to buy a motorcycle because you could die and, you know, and then she's going to be widowed and have to raise the kids alone and so on and so forth. Or you could be, um, you know, brutally mangled and then she's going to have to take care of you and be your nurse and you know now you've cut off an arm or a leg because of your your motorcycling or whatever it is so there is a double standard here that uh you know when women make a purchase you know supposedly it's accepted sight unseen she doesn't have to get permission but when you the guy make a purchase you have to run it by the missus so do you think that's fair do you think they should do away with that? Do you think uh, <clears throat> it should go both ways? My take on that one is <clears throat> you should agree on a dollar amount that if the dollar amount is under a certain amount, then you don't have to talk it over with your mate. But if it's over that amount, you're affecting the couple, you're affecting the family. And the fact that one person is spending $1,000 on shoes, well, maybe he wanted to go on vacation with that $1,000. So that's kind of not fair. It's, it's being rather selfish. So I think uh, before you get married, um, or at least at the beginning of the marriage, I, sh- I think you should discuss the dollar amount. And I think if it's over that dollar amount... Um, not that you're getting permission, but it's just it's it's just gracious to just sort of have an FYI. Hey, hey, honey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? You know, all right. And then as the receiving spouse, <clears throat> you should be gracious with regard to not always nixing the idea. Be a little bit open-minded. Um, you know that that spouse wants to have a little fun too. Okay. All right, so let's get to number four here. Apparently, men and boys dominate the conversation in classrooms, and they did a study at Harvard Law School uh, in their classrooms and found out that men were 50% more likely than women to volunteer 
at least one comment during class and they were 144% more likely to speak voluntarily at least three times. That's what I was telling you, you know, especially in the school-aged um, years, that I guess when you get to college, and, and especially a college, an esteemed college like Harvard, yes, I think those numbers are probably pretty accurate. You're, you're, you probably are not going to be the shy type going to <laughs> a school like Harvard. I mean, you're just going to get steamrolled if you don't speak up and start taking some risks. Another Harvard study uh, classrooms found that in classes with a male instructor, men spoke two and a half times longer than the female classmates. Wow, two and a half times longer. However, when female instructors led classrooms, the study found that they had an inspiring effect on female students, leading women to speak three times as much as they did with a male instructor. Now, in classroom discussions, boys called out answers eight more times than girls and were more likely to be listened to, while girls shouted out answers. Um, They were instructed not to just shout out an answer, but the girls were instructed to raise their hands. Now, that kind of is a sexual bias there where the guys it's okay for a guy to like blurt it out but the girls have to be demure and raise their hand what do you think about that all right boys also raised their hands in more disruptive ways when they did raise their hand by jumping out of their chair and making noise (laughs) and pleading for the teacher to call on them I mean, what is this? Is like a bleacher situation at at the football game? <laughs> uh, I really like this one because they they are doing what it takes to get the teachers' attention, um, you know, to be called on. And I think that lesson does translate into life that men in general do do what it takes to be noticed and to be heard. Um, and women are just not as aggressive in that area. All right, number five. Patients are more likely to interrupt female doctors than male doctors. So according to a study by Candace West, a sociology professor at the University of Santa Cruz, doctors who are women are more likely to be interrupted by their patients, wow, than male doctors. A study looked at the number of times patients and doctors interrupted each other and found that the patients were more than twice as likely to interrupt a female doctor than a male doctor. Number six, men get more space in print and online journalism. Men don't just talk more in face-to-face conversations, but also in media conversations. Okay, according to a study by the Opted Project, women write 20% of traditional opinion pieces, 33% of the online opinion pieces, and 38% of college newspaper opinion pieces. Bylines on literary reviews and creative nonfiction also skews male. According to um, the VIDA count, when it comes to uh, coverage of politics, uh, the analysis is, uh, for example, that that women were vastly underquoted compared to their male counterparts. Okay. Excuse me. Um, All right. Number seven, on Twitter... Men are retweeted more often than women. The tendency to give more conversational space to men is reality on social media, too. A, a tool named TweetQ creates a score based on the amount of men and women retweeted by Twitter users. Women make up, guess what, 62% of Twitter users, 
But according to this statistic measure on retweets, men are retweeted almost twice as often as women, with close to 63% of all retweets belonging to male users. Interesting. When girls are reminded to be polite and boys' behavior is brushed off, the phenomenon continues. To stop the interruptions and conversation uh, domination, remember Soraya Chimile's 10 words that keep the mansplainers in check. And the boys should be taught to respect other people's contributions to conversations. I don't agree with this. I, um, I think... Uh, you do need to take a risk. You do need to speak up. You do need to to exert your your uh, premise clearly and in a concise way. And rather than telling the boys to calm down, they should teach the girls how to use these skills. Because, like I say, at the end of the day, it's all going to re- relate to financing. So, don't blame it on. The genders don't make the same amount of money. It's that it's more likely that the girls are not possessing these skills to get ahead in life. And I think they should ask the girls to step it up rather than asking the guys to calm down. Makes sense, right? Okay. All right. So if you've currently joined us, you are listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about manterrupting. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about, let's turn the tables here on some of these words. Is there a female version of mansplaining? Is there a female version of some of these words? And is it okay? Is it socially acceptable? Or should we do do away with some of these concepts? So call us, put in your two cents, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Usually handled in four sessions or less realize the benefits now go to the men's advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way that's the men's slash coaching You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show, but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMAT 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about man-terrupting, when men interrupt women. Why does it occur? Is it normal? Is it encouraged? Is it something that's inherent, something that you're born with, or is it something that's learned? These and more of these topics are what we're talking about today. I think it's a little bit of all of those things. 
Okay, if you happen to like our show here, show your love, listen, call, like my fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. If you haven't done so already or you want to tell a friend about us, the best way to reach us is to go on my Facebook fan page. Same name as the show, so it's easy to remember, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And go in the upper right-hand corner and hit Like Page and then hit it a second time to allow notifications. That way, you'll find out what the upcoming topics are, who my guests are, and what's going on for that week. Okay? It's a great way to stay in touch. It's a great way to get connected on the articles or the subjects or the guests that I have on the show. And, uh, yeah, let's let's uh, get connected and stay connected. And I love hearing your comments and your emails on potential uh, shows or topics or different guests that you want me to have on. I do read all my emails, so make sure you connect with me on Facebook so we can get that going. Okay? Shall we? All right. So is there a female version of mansplaining? The female version would be that the woman thinks she knows better than he does. So somebody on Quora wrote, wrote a list here and they're kind of funny, but I do see the reverse of the man-interrupting and mansplaining, and we're going to get into those now. So when the woman explains masculinity to men and what's wrong with it and how it's hurting them. Okay, that would be an example of reverse uh, mansplaining, I guess. Um, how about when she explains men's inner world and conflicts? L- like she knows that topic intimately, so it's it's her right and duty to explain that world. Um, how about explaining men's relationships with other men and that they're unfulfilling? Oh, so she now has the right to assess what is fulfilling or unfulfilling in your life? Really? This is, this is crazy. Um, explaining that men don't share their emotions and struggles with other men. Boy, she's really in charge of your life, isn't she? And do men really have that many emotions? I think men keep their emotions pretty guarded in, until it's necessary. Right? I mean, you would in a personal relationship when you're uh, an item with somebody or you're married to somebody. Yes, men reveal a lot more at that time. But until that time, men are not very forthright with their emotions, nor should they be. That's, that's inherently not who they are. I mean, it just kind of doesn't make any sense. So the fact that she is inherently emotional, she's making you wrong for not being that way. Okay. I guess they know it all. Okay, how about um, explaining why men play video games in sports? I guess if you have a lot of brothers, I guess you could get away with this one. I don't know. What do you think? Um, Explaining how men process emotions, that they should do it more like women. Ooh, that's dangerous territory. You know, if I could have a dollar for every time a woman says, oh, I would really like a sensitive man or I would really like a man who can cry or someone who can cry at the movies and show his emotions. You know, all women say these lines, but guess what? In real life, they absolutely positively don't mean it. So don't fall into that trap. Don't do what they say. Use your gut instinct as what you, as to what you think is important and what you think is right. Because the minute they're out of your eyesight and they go down the hall to the ladies' room and they're in there with their girlfriends, they are putting you on blast for crying or being sensitive. So that one is absolutely 1,000% not true. So don't do it. 
there is a time and a place when you can cry and when you can be sensitive. And in fact, I write write about that in my book, Mastering Women. And that's usually after the three month mark. And there are certain instances where it is socially acceptable for a guy to be more on the sensitive side, but to do it universally like they're that that they are suggesting absolutely not it's not going to go not going to go down well okay how about when she explains how men process testosterone and that it shouldn't affect them oh so is that like a guy saying that pms shouldn't affect women i mean come on who are these women how about when she says that um that she's explaining that the gender differences are a social construct Oh, boy, this one makes me crazy. Uh, This goes back to, is it nature or is it nurture? And the current media today will have you think that, you know, it's a social construct, which means that it's nurture, meaning it's how you were brought up and your parents and your teachers and what you were taught and what you learned, et cetera, et cetera. No. In, In my book, it's the other way around. In my book, a lot of these um, traits and behaviors are are uh, biologically produced. They're produced because of our enzymes and hormones and synapses and, you know, our bodily functions are dictating to us how we should uh, behave. Okay. All right. Uh, how about when she tries to explain that men are not suffering when they say they are? Oh, boy. <laughs> Especially when, you know, a guy is going through huge turmoil. It's already kind of scary to talk about something that personal and that intimate because, you know, as a guy, sometimes you risk the you risk being too vulnerable and that she's going to use it against you, use that information against you. And, and women absolutely do use that information against you. <clears throat> um, as for how to get them to shut up by saying you're not suffering when you really are, I don't know. I think you should dump that girl and go to the next one because it's she who's being insensitive, not you. How about do you like it when uh, they try women try to explain the fact that men produce such a large proportion of the world's resources um, and it means that they're getting a free ride? What? The fact that men produce such a large proportion of the world's resources means that they're getting a free ride. I don't get that one at all. All right. They're, they're both whatever men produce are it's being used by uh, both sexes so not really sure what they meant by that one okay next one is explaining the fact that men tend to spend a lot more of their lives at work so that should not entitle them to be paid more meaning that she wants you home with honey and the kids but you know when you do that your finances go down so she just pretty much wants it both ways she pretty much wants you be to be making uh piles of money but honey don't be spending uh you know 12 13 14 hours a day at work because you know i'm tired of housekeeping and tired of raising the kids and it's you know a little too taxing on the little lady so i think that's what she's she's saying um, how how do you like it when she tries to explain that the economists are wrong about statistics? Ooh, that could be a sexist one, right? I mean, um, not everyone is good at statistics, which is math. So if you understand math, you would understand how the statistics work, and you wouldn't be making a statement like that, I guess. All right. Um <laughs> this next one says that she's trying to explain to you that the scientists are wrong about science. That's a good one. Uh, you know, just because some people don't understand a subject, might as well badmouth it because that's the <laughs> that's the best way to get from point A to point B, I guess. Boy, you know, some of these explanations are really wild. Okay, how about? 
um, explaining that atheism should be more spiritual. Well, I guess it's a religion of sorts, if you're calling yourself an atheist. But she's saying that you should be more spiritual. Hmm. Not sure how that's going to end up. Okay. Next one is explaining that men created patri- uh, patriarchy and how it works. Okay. Well, I guess if you're in a box and you need a label, um, you might as well redefine terms, you know. If you're going to go there, then redefine, redefine uh, patriarchy. All right. Go for it. Next one's. The next one says that men cause most of the world's problems. <laughs> I think both both genders uh, have an equal say in that. They might not be causing the same types of problems, but both genders are guilty of causing problems. But isn't it both genders' responsibility to bridge that gap and make the world's problems a little bit better? Um, oh, I know how this works. They're probably saying that uh, the problems that men create are worse than the problems that women create. You know, after all, you guys are using guns and have wars and blow people up and stuff like that. So, um, you know, may- maybe that's where they're going. Uh, the next one is that women are better at solving men's problems. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing. Let me solve the problem for you. So that could be, uh, in common day terms, it could be called. You could be called uh, controlling or manipulative or whatever. Let me, honey, just let me solve that problem for you. Next one is the problems that men actually face while criticizing them for raising the wrong issues. And lastly, explaining that men don't have to worry about genital mutilation. So (laughs) these are all uh, really, really uh, crazy ones here. We we, we talked about um, uh, genital, you know, there is genital mutilation on both sexes, and uh, we, did, we did have that as a, a show topic once. Anyway, I'm so happy that you joined me here today on the Men's Advocate Show. Do join us each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Tell your friends about us. Catch us on the Archive Show on demand if you miss it live. Otherwise, we'll catch you right back here next Wednesday on the Men's Advocate Show. We'll see you next time. 